Hi, everybody. Welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Skip Miller. And I'm Thibaut Suiris. Every two weeks, we're going to be interviewing thought leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. And every other week, we'll share tactical tips and insights on how to start conversations, generate opportunities, and close deals faster. We're on a mission to change the way people see sales. As you know, sales is a profession that is one of the most rewarding ever. Yet people are afraid to try or really extend themselves. And this isn't really good. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs and M3 Learning. If you want to attend the recording of the podcast episodes and ask your questions to the guests, you can join the Selling Advantage community. It's a $25 a month subscription where you get access to a community of B2B salespeople, exclusive events, and tactical resources to help you close bigger deals faster. Join today and get one month for free at www.sellingadvantage.io. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom, tools, and tactics, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast, where today we skip and we're going to talk about a topic that I'm actually afraid of, uh, which is cold calling, the first 30 seconds of a cold call. So everyone knows I'm not the biggest expert on that, but Skip is a really good expert that has a lot of things to say about that. I got a few ideas, but Skip, uh, let's talk about the first 30 seconds of an outbound cold call. Well, hey, make no bones about it. I hate it, too. <laughs> do anything to, to avoid cold calling. I mean, I, I, I remember managers sitting me at a desk saying, you're not leaving this room until you make 10 calls. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know. You know I'm trying to figure out how not to make the calls because that fear of rejection, the fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of somebody screaming at you, you know, you know that fear of rejection is just so high. It's almost like um, my daughter just took a, a BDR job with a company and SDR BDR job. And um, she's very outgoing, very, you know, force, very just, you know, she's an athlete and stuff. So she's very intense sometimes. Dad, I, I don't know how to do this cold calling stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't want them to hang up. I don't want them to be mad at me. I don't mind. So it's, it's, just fun. it's just funny on how we all cringe at this. We know we've got to fill top of the funnel. Mm-hmm. And we know if we do it ourselves, you're going to be much better at it. But we still hate it. So we, we've invented some tools and we've come out with some ideas on, on how to help that. So happy to talk about that today. Sure. I mean, the thing is, for example, my for me, I've developed a whole system around avoiding a call calling and being able to actually feel the top of funnel. But it, do, it only works if people hang out on LinkedIn. It doesn't really work outside of that. So for most people, they don't have this luxury. They have to pick up the phone. And my brother, for example, started a new job. And he's doing like 80 to 90 call calls every day. And first day he was like super scared and he was mumbling. And at the end of the day, he booked his first call like that. So I think it's really about having a conversation. Um, there's always these things about the opener, what you have to say, do you have 27 seconds for me? So how do you open a call call actually in your book, Skip? Yeah. First, let's make sure we've got the right attitude. I wrote a book years ago, Thibaut, called uh, Knock Your Socks Off Prospecting. Mm-hmm. And I was about two thirds of the way through it. And then I threw it away. I started it again because the attitude of the salesperson, and I don't care if you're an AE, a BDR, SDR, or whatever, the attitude of going to get new business has got to be on the customer, not about how, you know, I'm not an outgoing person, or I don't like rejection, or I don't like putting myself out there. 
it's got to be about the customer. You have a territory. And in your territory, whatever that may be, there are people out there who might be able to use your stuff mm -hmm. to help solve problems. And if you're not knocking on their door, asking them, hey, I'd love to help solve your problems. I don't know if I can or not. What are your problems? They, they're looking for answers to solve their problems. And if you don't make an effort to knock on their doors, you shouldn't be in sales. Yeah. That's the attitude you want to take to this is, hey, I don't know if I can help or not. But if you've got these challenges, this, 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 let's take a sales VP. If you've got you know, uh, um, too long sales cycles, too small of an average sales price, um, too much unqualified stuff in your funnel, too many, if you've got some of these challenges, I might be able to help. If not, no harm, no foul. You've got to have the right attitude first, because with that, you'll do much better on that first 30, you know, 30 second, you know, 40 second type of a call. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing I found interesting is that, um, so for example, my brother was calling someone and when you come with this idea of having a conversation and just getting rid of this fear of initial fear of rejection. So the person said, Hey, I'm getting married. And so what I immediately thought about, so my, my brother was like, okay, sorry, I'm going to hang out. Be, oh, where are you getting married? You know, or, you know, it's just something where they say something and you just bounce back by saying something maybe unexpected. So where are you getting married? Oh, actually it's rainy over there. How is it? And then you just can, you know, have this conversation, say, okay, I don't want to take more of your time. When should I call you back? You know, when are you coming back from the honeymoon? So I think it's really about having this, the, this play when people give you like an objection like that and just be curious about what they say. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So we did a lot of research in Outbounding, you know, the book Outbounding, and we, we talked to a number of really good SDRs, BDRs, AEs, senior AEs, enterprise AEs about, you know, cold calling, right? And outbounding, cold calling, warm calling, what are we going to do? You pick up the phone. The phone is really, outside of in person, is really the only interactive two-way media that you've got. Yeah. You know, the other things are you hit the send button and you wait. So the phone is a good tool. Do not, by far, do not be afraid of it. Now, <clears throat> when you call, the first thing the person on the other side is going to do is say hello. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be aware that you're doing something to them they don't like. You're interrupting them. And if you're interrupting me, the big, first thing I want to do is get you off the phone. Yeah. So even if I've got, you know, dial, you know, I can see the number or whatever else. When I pick up that phone and go, hello, the first thing I'm thinking is, do I know this person and is it worth my time? And if not, how can I get you off the phone? Mm -hmm. So you've got to break that pattern. We call it a pattern interrupt. Get them to start thinking about something else other than getting you off the phone. Mm -hmm. So what we say is the first thing you should do is introduce yourself. Hi, John, I'm Skip Miller with M3 Learning. And then create a pattern interrupt. These one word things like purpose, reason, why, gets the customer to start thinking. Hi, John, Skip Miller with M3 Learning. John, the reason I'm calling. Oh, what, what, what's the reason? What, what's the reason? John, why I'm calling? Okay, what, yeah, why? John, the, the, the purpose of my call. Okay, what is the purpose? Those one word pattern interrupts will stop the person from saying, I got to get you off the phone to, okay, what? And that's where you want them because now they're curious. Yeah. Hi, I'm Skip Miller. Do your intro. Create a pattern interrupt. 
state your purpose. John, I'm looking for five minutes of your time. And the reason would be, I'm talking to a lot of VPs of sales and I'm hearing questions like this. You know, we're seeing issues like this. If you've got some of these issues, maybe it's worth, you know, five, 10 minutes of our time, John. John, is there anybody else in the organization that you could, you could, you can send me to that could actually act in your behalf on this? I mean, there's numerous ways, but once you start building that rapport, as you just said, right? Hi, I'm Skip Miller with M3 Learning. Hey, John, the reason for my call. Okay, what's the reason? I'm looking for five minutes of your time. And the why it would be, would be this. Now we're already 30, 40 seconds into the call. We're already starting to build rapport. Mm-hmm. If I get any objections, I can handle it. Well, now's not a good time. John, I'm just looking for five minutes. You answered the phone, man. John, I need your help, which is a classic way of getting somebody to start, start talking to you because people love to help. Yeah. So there's actually second or third der- you know, derivative things you can do after that. But I just find, number one, the attitude. I'm here to ask about your problems. And if they align with what we can help with, maybe we should chat. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm here to cord dump on what we do. And then you figure out, oh, I may need that. That's all about you. That's not what the customer wants to talk about. They want to talk about their problems. They want to talk about how your stuff can fit. That's like three steps down the road. So mm-hmm. number one, attitude. Number two, introduce yourself. Number three, create some sort of pattern interrupt. Probably is a good start to this whole process of goal calling. Yeah. And one thing I would add, which is actually true for any type of cold outreach or emails, LinkedIn, these things, is that um, problems are good, but what I found is symptoms are better. So if you go, for example, to a doctor and you say, I have a cold, they're going to ask you, okay, what are the symptoms you have? Runny nose, fever, headache, all these things. And so what I found is that if you can go and, for example, say, okay, we are trying to, uh, you know, we don't have an upsell playbook in the organization. You could say that's a problem. You can turn that into symptoms where CS teams are order takers, uh, account executives are missing on easy expansion revenue, expansion rate is lagging quarter after quarter. These are symptoms where instead of listing the kind of generic problem where, oh, we missed our target or we, we're not going to, you know, have enough leads, you talk about the really concrete symptoms. And what I found is that, as you love saying, you're hunting for problems there. You're really looking for a gap. And if you go and talk to a VP in a specific organization, they will all have issues with their quota. They will all have issues with expansion. And the symptoms will actually be often very similar from you know, other people in similar organizations. So let's play that out. If I was a VP of sales and you're calling me and I said, hello, <clears throat> and you said, hi, you know, I'm Tiba with M3 Learning. How would you come up with these symptoms? What would you say? So first I would prepare, you know, I wouldn't be able to kind of give you on the spot yeah, some yeah. symptoms, but if typically you are in 2022, H2 2022, you know that net new business is actually pretty challenging to go and investing your money into net new business is maybe the thing you have to do, but there's actually expansion that is very interesting. So our friend Tom Castley talks a lot about that, but I would say, okay, curious to know um, if you're also faced with CS teams being order takers if you are actually having your A's focusing only on new business and getting, you know, win rates under 20%. So does it, does it ring a bell? Is it something that you actually face? Yeah. With? That's what yeah. I will do. And again, based on your homework. So if you're going to talk to the VP of an inside sales team versus a VP of enterprise, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have different. I mean, yeah, enterprise. Yeah. Versus a, a COO. So you've got to do a little homework on the title. I'm surprised though at how little homework you need to do, right? So if I'm going to talk to a COO 
of a freight company or a COO of a bakery, they're kind of got the same issues. Mm-hmm. If I talk to a VP of sales for a shoe company versus a SaaS company, you know, outside of terminology like ARR, MRR, they got the same problems. Yeah. So, you know, don't overdo the homework. You know, a quick five minutes, if you're going to call an ATL, be it a, a, a C-suite person, like a CEO, CRO, whatever else like that, yeah, do a little homework. But the goal here is to get them to start talking and then set up your next meeting. It's going to be very hard to get a cold call 30, 40 minutes. No one's got that time. Yeah. Be prepared at the end to summarize bridge and poll. John, this has been a great 10 minutes. I don't want to spend more, take more of your time. Let me do this. And now you got to create transfer of ownership. John, you've got some good points here. I'm going to go back to some of my resources at my company, have them review what you just said and come back to you and discuss what you basically said and some options that you may be interested in. Oh, I'll, I'll look at options rather than, you know, I'm going to get, come back to you and I'm going to have 15 people on the phone and they're just going to you know, bore you to death for the presentation. Yeah. So make sure there's some sort of transfer of ownership. If you want me for a second call, what's in it for me? That's one of the biggest mistakes we see is setting up the demo. You know, yeah. I want to do the next step, setting up the demo. Well, why do you think, you know, you know, show up rates are so low? There's been no transfer of ownership. There's been no homework. There's been nothing. John, as a next step, why don't I take what you just told me, go back to some of my resources, create a real good five, 10 minute demonstration that really affects what you just talked to me about. That win rate's going to go higher than John. As a good next step, I think we should give you a demo of our product. Oh, let me bring popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that's a really good way. George Brown calls that doing a, making a deposit, just like you do in a bank account. So you kind of bring this curiosity and say, oh, you have this problem. And instead of giving everything and say, okay, let's do a demo. So let me come back to you with some potential solutions. So you're creating resource. You're already creating value before the kind of initial discovery call. And if things don't actually materialize in a call or whatever, you still have this deposit you made. And at some point, people may come back to you and, you know, when, when they have the, the specific need. I see that every day, you know, with content on LinkedIn, that's what we're doing. We're creating value, you know, over and over. People see, it, you know, and at some point they use it. And sometimes they, at some point they need us. So I think that's, that's, a, that's a, you know, there's the same psychology in, heat, in it. And I think what you need to do is like create this pattern interrupt, as you said, so you can get people to go from, I need to cut this call to, okay, I need to, you know, I'm going to talk about my problems. And so once you have this, I think that's, uh, that's, that's, that's very interesting. So I should do some call calls actually. Ha! So, <laughs> and please make sure you don't write yourself a script, but you write yourself an agenda. Intro, pattern interrupt, ask for five minutes, symptoms, Summarize bridge pull, mm-hmm. create next step with transfer of ownership. You know, yeah. write yourself a path so you, you, you're very intentional in what you're doing in this 5, 10, 15 minute call rather than, you know, oh, you build the rapport up so well and you're talking about great stuff. You start talking about the dog and you start talking about yourself. And then all of a sudden you wonder why the call starts drifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cold calls, outreaches should be quite short. You know, we're not looking for 30 minutes here. This is the first date. It's not, you know, a, a big, huge wedding reception. So let's just make them short. If they go longer than 15, 20 minutes, great. But my, my, my experience tells me 
you get them off in 10, 15 minutes, you create some curiosity with them, they'll take that second call. Mm-hmm. Once you've got a second call done, you've now got a, you know, a sales, an SQA, you got a sales qualified lead. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Thank you, Skip. That was really, yeah, no, really interesting conversation. It's, it's a huge fear. I hate cold calling. You hate cold calling. But you need to stop whining and start getting your top of funnel. This is, it's already August. I mean, we're already looking at August, September here. Yeah. And you've got no time left to start filling the funnel. Mm-hmm. Everybody's worried about the second half. Everyone's looking at their options. By September, their options are selected. They're done. Yeah. So now the time to start doing it is not, I'll wait till after August because nothing ever gets done until September, October. No, by that time, everybody's made their decisions. Yeah. Good. Thank you, Skip. Yeah, no, fun. Good. So, yeah, um, I think I'm going to prepare a small checklist as you did and get people uh, put in on the website, um, you know, this kind of cold call checklist. I think that would be a great, uh, a great way to, to provide value for, for people listening to us. So just go check the link uh, and you'll get the checklist. Good. That's a great idea. Thank you. Thanks for listening to that episode. If you like what you hear and you want to explore more, I invite you to join the Selling Advantage community. It's a paid community we're running with Skip Miller, where you're going to get access to a content library with training, checklist, and exclusive resources. You'll also get access to our experimentation swipe file and a Discord group with 150 Texas people. We also have online events where we invite special guests, a regular Ask Us Anything, and our content is focused on sales for North America and EMEA. If you want to check it out, go to sellingadvantage.io or click on the link in the show notes and you'll be able to sign up. 